Hey there, online family. Thanks so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We believe that the message you're about to hear is a powerful one. We believe that the Lord is ready and willing to do a great work. And we believe that through this message, you'll hear from him today. So please enjoy. So the blessing. Blessing is the act or words of one that blesses. It's the act or the words of one that blesses. Now, the Hebrew word, I'm going to give just a little backdrop about the meaning of this so we have a reference point. The Hebrew word for blessing is the word baraka, uh, from the root word barak, which actually means to bless, to benefit. Blessed, blessing, blessings, generous gift, most blessed, peace, and present. Not in a sense of present, I'm here, but a present of a gift that's offered. And, and so we, we see this word Barak used frequently in the Old Testament when and it's translated in the English word bless or blessed. The Greek word for blessing is the word makarios. And this simply means blessed and happy. And this, this particular Greek word is used in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. And in Matthew chapter 5, you see Jesus, uh, and he's talking about the sermon, on, or he's doing the Sermon on the Mount, and he's saying, blessed are you, and uh, this and that. And so it talks about the different realms and avenues of where blessing is manifest in people's lives. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, if you want to turn there, I'm going to actually share that from the Amplified Bible, but it's the classic edition of the Amplified Bible. Because one thing the Amplified Bible does, it will take a word, and then it will use parentheses, and it will give maybe a deeper meaning of what that word really is, taking it from uh, words derived, uh, derived from the Greek so that it can be better uh, explained. The Amplified Bible is called the Amplified Bible is because it amplifies the meaning, bringing more into it the Greek and Hebrew texts that it's originally been in its original language it was written in. And so Matthew 5.3 in the Amplified Classic Edition reads this way, blessed, and then if you notice in parentheses, happy to be envied and spiritually prosperous with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of the outward conditions. Now, that phrase, what I just said, is a definition from the Amplified Bible that defines blessed, okay? And so there's a lot in there. But, but, but I love the fact that regardless of the situation or circumstance that you are going through, the fact is... We are blessed by God, okay? And, and that's something I want, to, I want to communicate clearly this morning. Now, the Bible dictionary, the, actually there's a number of Bible dictionaries, but in particular, the Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology. Now, that's a mouthful, okay? Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology defines blessing in this sense. I'm going to read this text to you so uh, rather than try to paraphrase it. It says, God's intention and desire to bless humanity is a central focus of his covenant relationships. 
For this reason, the concept of blessing pervades the biblical record. Two distinct ideas are present. First, a blessing was public, was a public declaration of a favored status with God. Second, the blessing endowed power for prosperity and success. In all cases, the blessing served as a guide and motivation to pursue a course of life within the blessing, okay? So when the blessing is spoken, then it begins to be establish a course of life within that blessing, okay? The Old Testament terms for blessing abound in the Old Testament occurring uh, over 600 times. Uh, the major terms related to the word uh, meaning to kneel, uh, uh, since in earlier times one would kneel to receive a blessing. Now, the, f- the first time I went to Africa, this is something I noticed, and I was a little bit taken back by it. But when, when a, a, a pastor would come, when we were, we were doing a leadership conference, and a pastor came up to me, said, Pastor, would you bless me? And I said, oh, okay, sure. And, and, and I just assumed, okay, he wants me to pray for him, to, to bless him. And, and I think Dave and other people that have been in Africa, you've actually witnessed this firsthand. When they asked for a blessing, they would literally get on their knees. They would drop to their knees, and then you would put your hands on them and bless them. The first time I saw that, I thought, what, why are you on your knees? I, I, it was not homage to me, but it was homage and honor and respect to God, okay? But then I, I just prayed over them, but I just saw and witnessed in their culture that they take very seriously the blessing, and they have a very accurate biblical meaning of it in many cases. Now, it is also possible that this definition goes on to say in this dictionary, it is also possible for a person to bless God as a response to the blessings bestowed by God. Uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget None of his benefits. We see that in Psalms 103, verse 2. You can bless the Lord through your worship. And obviously, we know God blesses us, but you also can bless him in a life lived to serve him with dedicated service and honor. So God, I believe, and you can write this down if you're taking notes, God blesses extravagantly. God is the source of all blessing. God is a God who blesses and delights in blessing us. So we need to understand that because sometimes there's a mentality that that God's out to get us. No, God's out to bless us. Whether you realize it or not, he's out to bless us. He's not out to get us. Write that down because that mentality has to shift because we have a God who blesses his creation and humanity. God is a God who blesses and delights in blessing us. In fact, when God created Adam and Eve, the very first thing he did was to bless them. We see that in Genesis 1.28. The very first thing he did was to bless them. Uh, The last thing Jesus did before leaving this earth in his ascension was to bless his followers. We see that in Luke chapter 24, and I, I do have that slide available. You can look at that with me. Luke 24, verses 15, 51, it says, And he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. So the last thing he did before he left this earth was to bless his disciples and to bless the followers that were there. And the scripture tells us there were 500 
uh, believers there that witnessed his ascension. So he blessed that whole crowd before he left them. So now the blessing. And I want you to turn to Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6. And it's the very end of the chapter, verses 22 through 27. Uh, We see what we often know as a benediction. Uh, You've heard this prayed over congregations or at dismissals of services or ceremonies many times. And and so we're going to look at it straight from the scripture today. And we're going to break this down in in, in three different parts as we look at this. The blessing. Number six. We'll start reading in verse 22. Verse 22, okay. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and and his son saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel. So this is God's command to Moses. In other words, again, God wants them blessed, right? And so he's saying, you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them. Now, this is a very specific blessing. Verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. That's God's declaration. I will bless them. Now, what we see here is Aaron, the high priest, pronounces this blessing over the people. Because we hear these words so often, uh, we cannot neglect the significance of the meaning and the depth of the meaning. Now, this was initially a blessing for Israel, for God's chosen people. But today, this benediction is not only for the people of Israel, but for for the church of Jesus Christ, for all of God's people, Um, all who believe and put their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, what's interesting in this, the the three verses we see there in verses uh, 24, 25, and 26, the word you is seen six times where God is blessing you. So we're the object of his blessing or the focus of his blessing. Six times he intends to bless you, we see in this particular passage. Now, in in 18... Uh, 28 Webster's Dictionary. Now, I do have a copy of that, it's, but it's a, it's a newer edition. So it was published later, but it's the 1828 edition. Uh, it defines blessing as benediction, a wish of happiness, pronounced a prayer employing happiness upon another, a solemn prophetic benediction in which happiness is desired, invoked, or foretold. In other words, that, that's that benediction. And how many of you have been in a service when somebody closed with that benediction? Would they pray that over you? Yeah, I think most of us, yeah. So, uh, and we'll do it today, okay? All right? <laughs> if, it has, if you haven't experienced it before, we will do it today. Um, so what does it mean to bless someone? What does it mean to bless someone? Most would agree that it is to confer something good on someone. We bless by saying and doing something impactful or meaningful in someone's life. Uh, Giving something that's needed or wanted or by speaking affirming words of encouragement to someone. And say, I want to live my life as a blessing. 
See, in fact, I've been blessed to be a blessing. The reason we're blessed, in fact, there's a scripture, Abraham, it says that about his, I don't have that on the slide this morning, but God blessed Abraham so that he'd be a blessing. I believe it's in Genesis 15, if I'm not mistaken. He said, I will bless you and make you a blessing. See, that's God's intent. With Abraham, it was his intent, I will bless you and make you a blessing. See, God wants to bless you and make you a blessing. I want you to receive that. God wants to bless you and make you a blessing. See, you don't need to be a curse in people's lives. God wants you to be a blessing in people's lives. Can you say amen? Okay. Uh, we have enough people doing a lot of cursing out there and cursing people's lives. Uh, we need more people to be blessing people. Amen? All right. So, um, we bless God and others with our words. A blessing, according to Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, is the act of words of one that blesses or think conducive to happiness or welfare. And so it's what you do or what you say that will bless another person. Now let's look at James chapter 3, verse uh, 8 through 10, because I was kind of convicted on this too and, and knowing that this is something that maybe we all have to uh, look at and consider in our lives. In James chapter 3, it's, it's dealing with the tongue, the words of our mouth that we speak. Words can be life-giving or words can be destructive. Words can destroy a life or can bring healing to a life, okay? So James 8, actually chapter 3 verses 8 through 10, it says, but no human being can tame the tongue. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. When you fill the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit, he can get control of that tongue, okay? And uh, you have to surrender your tongue to God because uh, you can't get it under control. Only God can, right? So let him do it. He said, no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Notice verse 9. nine. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Now, this is what's convicting, verse 10. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. We have to be careful with the words of our mouth. Are words bringing curses to people or are they releasing blessing? You know, somebody pulls out in front of you in traffic and, and you might want to curse them. You maybe feel real tempted to curse them. And I'm not even saying, swearing at them, I'm just saying, speaking something, oh, you idiot, or you stupid person, go, you know, whatever. You know I'm not, not those, those are, you know, nice things without swear words, but it's still, it's still cursing in, as far as God's concerned. Um, when they pull out in front of you, why don't you bless them with a prayer? Oh, Lord, I have no idea what they're going through. I have no idea why they're not paying attention. I have no idea why they're driving so slow. But Lord, bless them today in the name of Jesus. I thank you for their salvation, their full deliverance. Lord, give them a pay raise. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hey, it works. Somebody just shared that with me recently. Somebody pulled out in front of them, and, and, and they were convicted to not do what they normally do, so they prayed a prayer instead, okay? Um, Lord, help us. Right. So, so... Now, you need to understand this, and this is going to really bring some conviction. To bless others is our calling. 
Now, some people don't see it as a calling. They don't see this as a calling. Oh, well, this is just something we do because we're believers, we're Christian. But it's a calling. Look at 1 Peter 3, 9. You better turn there because you, you, you have to see this for yourself. We have it on the screen behind me. But 1 Peter 3, 9 says, Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. You were called to bless, according to this scripture. You were called to bless people uh, and not revile them, not to whatever it says in the first part of the passage. And you were called to bless. And the outcome is you will obtain a blessing when you begin to bless, okay? Yeah, so now three important things we uh, want to share with you. Actually, three important elements of the blessing, which we see in Numbers chapter 6. Um, the first one is in verse 24. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Now, this is intimate and personalized. He has so wonderfully and intentionally blessed us with more than we can imagine. See, we're enriched with divine blessing. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, notice, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, let me just tell you this. Every true blessing starts in the heavenly place. It starts out in the spiritual realm. But did you know everything that starts out in the spiritual realm is eventually manifest in the natural? It's eventually manifest in this physical realm around us. So if God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm, in the spiritual realm, then that will affect the natural realm, okay? You need to understand that. Essentially, we are blessed to be a blessing. Uh, in fact, uh, Acts twenty thirty five, Jesus said, uh, it's more blessed to give than to receive. In other words, uh, giving is a greater blessing because you're able to do something to empower and help someone else. Now, I love to be blessed when someone gives something to me. That's great. But it's a greater blessing when you can give something to someone else. Whether it's a smile, whether it's a word of encouragement, whether it's a compliment, whether it's uh, something they have need of. Um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to be a blessing, okay? Um, Jesus, I tell you, um, has blessed us in more ways than we can imagine. Now, I, I want to share this. I'm going to take a little time. Just, I, I was going to skip over it, but I think it bears mentioning. In Galatians chapter 3, if we look at this, verses 13 and 14, we see where uh, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law in order to bless us. So verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. So, in other words, he took the curse, the judgment, the penalty of our sin upon himself. He became a curse. He took that curse so that he could exchange it with his blessing. He took something that he had to give it to us and took something that we had and took it upon himself. And so we see that in this, in, as this is played out in the redemptive work of Jesus. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Notice verse 14. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. 
So when you look at Abraham, how many of you believe Abraham was blessed? The, the blessing of Abraham is incredible. You can see it. You can read about it. You can study it out. I'm not going to take time to talk about it, uh, particularly here today. You can search that out for yourself. But know that what God blessed Abraham, that blessing is your blessing and my blessing as well. Because if we're in Christ Jesus, that blessing belongs to us. And he was blessed with uh, uh, so many things. Uh, basically, uh, uh, victory over sickness. Uh, sickness over poverty and over spiritual death. Those are the, the three main components of the blessing of Abraham. Uh, plus, uh, plus, God gave him some real estate too. Okay, so, uh, yeah. all right. So that blessing belongs to you. So you study that out. That's yours. And you see that in Galatians chapter 3, verse 14. And, and uh, the end of the chapter also confers that. Now, he will bless you and keep you. I want to emphasize the word keep. Something you keep is something you hang on to, right? Something you keep is not what you let go of. See, he's not about to throw you out or discard you. He's not going to do that. He is the Lord, our keeper. We are guarded every moment of every day by his unlimited power. So we don't have to be fearful. We don't have to be full of anxiety. We don't have to be apprehensive. He is able and ready to keep us from sin to keep us from falling, and to keep us safely until the end of this journey in life. And, and, and because that, that first part, he, is, he blesses us and keeps us. The Lord will bless you and keep you. He's going to keep you. There's a, there's a verse I'm going to share with that too. Psalms 12, 7 says, You, O Lord, will keep them. You will guide us from this generation Forever. In other words, from this time forward forever, you're going to guide us. You're going to keep us. Wow, that is so powerful. Even Jesus in John 17, 12, when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed this prayer. He says, while I was with them, I kept them. I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I've guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. So even with his disciples, he promised, I'm going to keep them. He kept his disciples from uh, the strongholds of darkness. Then number two, we're going we're to move through this uh, a, a little bit more quickly here. But the second one is found in verse 25, the second component or the, the second element to uh, the blessing is uh, in verse 25, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Uh, we, could, we could spend a whole service just talking about that, but we're going we're to just hear a couple points on this. Uh, just as a loving, earthly father lifts up his beaming face to his child, God shines his full pleasure, his full goodwill, and his joy over you. As his child, he delights in you. Uh, Deb and I were at a restaurant in Mozanie over off the highway there. What's it called? It's, I think it's under new ownership. But we were seated at, uh, at a table, and I noticed this family in the booth, and it was a dad with, with uh, it was a pretty young child, maybe, maybe six weeks or so, something like that. I'm not always the best at uh, guessing age estimates of children. Um, anyway, that dad's face was absolutely beaming. And he held that child up 
and he was looking into the eyes of that child and the child's making, you know, uh, trying to smile and make some faces. And, but I saw the joy. I almost felt compelled to go up to him and said, you know, you really blessed me. Just the affection and, and how you're just celebrating the life of, of this child of yours. But I thought about this passage um, and, 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 that, and seeing that in the restaurant, how this father was just looking at his son with such joy, with such excitement, with such passion. And uh, so think about this. When he shines his face upon us, there's this thing called reflection. Reflection. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, the word says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now realize, when God shines his face upon us, there is a work of transformation taking place. When you look into his face, when you see him as he is, the wonder, the majesty, the greatness of our God. God wants you to have a revelation of of who he is. He wants you to see his face in that sense and have a revelation of who he is. And, And that will reflect in your life and cause this transformation to take place as we see in 2 Corinthians 3.18. Reflection. This part of the benediction reveals how God will shine on us. See, we had no beauty of our own, but through our union with him, we reflect his grace and his goodness. See, his, his grace is revealed. What is grace? Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace we are saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is God's work, lest we should boast. So grace is God's enablement. It's a favor extended to us to offer mercy, forgiveness, so that we don't have to suffer from the consequence of our sin. It's him enabling us to live a life that honors him. Amen. And now there's so much more we could say about grace because when he makes his grace uh, to shine upon us, uh, that's, that's pretty significant. He's a gracious God. And grace is one aspect of his love for us. God's love is expressed and demonstrated through his grace. His ability to set you apart unto himself. And then number three, verse 26, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Oh my God's blessing brings peace. We need peace in the troubled world, don't we? There's a lot of people troubled out there. And it's, it's not getting any better, is it? But yet we can still have peace in a troubled world because that's the promise and the manifestation of his blessing in our life. God's blessing brings peace. Who doesn't want or need peace? Now, we need to realize that God's peace is more than just absence of strife. I like to call peace as undisturbed composure. The Hebrew word for peace is the word shalom. And it stems from the word which means to restore back to the original state. God's peace means not just harmony, but completeness and wholeness, rest and welfare, soundness and safety. Uh, in Isaiah 26, 3, the scripture says, uh, 
that we'll have perfect peace. My peace, we'll have his perfect peace. Uh, Isaiah is speaking that about God, that we'll have his peace. And then Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything. Have you been anxious lately? Don't do it. Instead, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The cure for anxiety is you need to pray and take your request to God. And then something follows that. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. In other words, God's peace is accessible to you and me. We can literally have God's peace, which becomes a guard around our heart, our anxious thoughts, around our mind that's trying to run every direction. You can have God's peace to, to safeguard you from anything that's going on negative around you. That doesn't mean we stick our head in the sand like an ostrich, but it's having an understanding that God has this thing in control. So as we come to a conclusion of this message I want to ask this question. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about this message this morning? Um, something that I believe we, we need to know that uh, our biblical evidence reveals that parental blessings spoken over children produce positive results in the lives of children. And so as we determine to bless a good starting place is to start blessing those in your own household. Bless them. We see at the end of someone's life in the Bible where they'd gather the family around and the patriarch, the father, would begin to bless the sons, the daughters, the ch- grandchildren, and they would just speak blessing over them. And realize that doesn't have to wait. we don't have to wait to the end of our life to do that. We can start right now. And my challenge to you is, is to go home and begin to, to speak blessing over you spouse over your children and, and, and use a, a biblical guide to speak the word because we can use God's word to bless people and, and pronounce blessing and declare it over people's lives. Psalms 112 verses 1 through 3. It says, shout in celebration of praise to the Lord. Everyone who loves the Lord and delights in him will cherish his words, notice, and be blessed beyond expectation. This is from the Passion Translation. God wants you to be blessed beyond expectation. In other words, this is better than you thought it would be or could be. In verse 22, notice, this is your kids. Their descendants will be prosperous and influential. Every generation of the righteous will experience his favor. Great blessing and wealth fills the house of the wise for their integrity endures forever. That's a, a generational carryover of the blessing of God. See, we need to bless this generation because otherwise the curse might try to prevail over it. And those of our household, we need to declare this generation to be a godly generation where righteousness reigns and rules. You might say, we're up against a lot, Pastor. Yes, we are. But God is greater than any evil force that's out there in this world. 
As I bring this to a conclusion, I want to extend an invitation to you this morning. And this invitation would be for those that may not have solid ground in their walk with God. Maybe you're a little bit unstable in your journey with God. You have questions about your faith. Maybe you have some doubts and uncertainties. But know that God wants you to be secure in Him. He wants you to be at peace with Him. He wants you to to encounter Him in a personal way where you know that your life is right with Him. Okay? In Deuteronomy, we see a passage, and this refers also to the blessing, but it's also one that gives us a choice. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20, uh, Moses, in this declaration, is speaking to the people, and he says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. Loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him, for he is your life and the length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. So heaven and earth is called the witness today that God has set before us life and death. But you must choose blessing or cursing. Do you want to choose the bless the blessing? Then you need to surrender to Jesus. You need to receive what He has for you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around, nobody moving around right now. If you know your life is not right with God and and, and you've been convicted by the Spirit of God and, and you feel that you need to take a step of surrender to him today I want you to lift your hand and say pastor would you pray for me I know that my life is not where it should be with God but I'm ready to take a step today and surrender more fully to him if that's you just lift your hand and we're going to pray together thank you are there others this morning let's all stand together if if we would Uh, we're going to pray what I call a believer's prayer and if you're here and and you know that your life is not right with God, but you're at a point where you know you need to choose Jesus who came to die for you on the cross. He rose from the dead to give you life, to pay the penalty for your sins. Jesus is the Savior of the world. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with our heart God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. That's a promise from the Word in Romans 10, 8 and 10. Go ahead and repeat after me if you would. Heavenly Father, I come before you today in the name of Jesus and I surrender to you. I put my faith in you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life my life what you want it to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer sincerely, just talk to God from your heart. Thank you, Jesus. As we conclude the service this morning, we're going to actually sing the song, The Blessing. The first time I heard this song, I wept. It so gripped my heart. It so touched my heart. I just wept because I was thinking about my children. I was thinking about my grandchildren. I was thinking about future generations. I was thinking about my parents. 
And I was thinking about the blessing. And, and oh, we, I got to turn that. I, was, I said, we're going to close this. I got to do this first before we, we're going to go to Numbers chapter 6. And I'm going to declare this over you as a congregation. That will be my closing prayer this morning. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you Thank you so much for tuning into the Refuge Official Podcast today. We hope that this message spoke to you in a very meaningful way and that you were able to connect with the Lord. And hey, if you made a decision to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior today, we are first and foremost just so happy for you and we would love to get connected with you. So if you want to find some more of our content and find out how to get connected with us, feel free to check out our website at wearerefuge.net. Be blessed and have an amazing rest of your day.